And we're so back. We're so <laughs> we back are. With Presence Live. <laughs> wow, what an incredible story. We got a great story. Adoption absolutely. story. Oh, it just touches my heart. Uh, my son and his wife are contemplating adoption yeah. and uh, going, starting to go through the process, and it just brings it really real to yeah, me. Yeah, no doubt. My, my brother is adopted. Uh, he and, and my sister-in-law adopted a little girl from China, uh, I suppose it was maybe four or five years ago. And she's just a gem, little Jade. Um, so just a, a real blessing in our family to have her. My kids love playing with her. And it's just, it's, it's incredible to think someone that was born on the opposite side of the world is now my family. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's it, I, like I mentioned before with Isaac, I think there's something so kind of theologically and spiritually profound about this reality of adoption um, that, that it speaks to us that every one of us is chosen. You know, every one of us has, has been brought into the family of God and that we enjoy those privileges as well that, that you know, there's no distinction to be made between an adopted child and, and a biological child, right? Oh, no, we're all, like you said, we're all adopted sons and daughters through our baptism mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're all brothers and sisters of Christ through that same divine adoption. Yeah. So it's really a, a beautiful thing. We also have, um, we have a niece who's from South Korea and mm. we have a nephew who's from Paraguay. Wow. So our family has been blessed with adoption as well. Yeah. And, uh, and so... We'll see what the Lord has in mind, you it's know. A very and international the, family. You've yeah, got there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. A very Catholic family. As <laughs> yeah. <it were>. Right. <laughs> Universal. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I, I think this is such a blessing to have the opportunity to talk about things like this. You know, the, the Real Presence Radio in general. This is. Mm-hmm. I, I think our listeners all appreciate and understand that that uh, we have this incredible gift that is is not is not available everywhere. You know, in in all parts of the world, in all parts of the country, to be able to, you know, on a day by day basis, to dive into our faith, to dive into the different realities that we experience and encounter around us, uh, of the way that the Lord is present and that He manifests His love to us. Right, right, and and you know, it's uh, such a, a blessing uh, to our listeners. I I just really want to address you right now because we wouldn't have this radio station if it weren't for our listeners, and we're just mm-hmm. so grateful that you're tuning in this morning. And uh, we do have a an incredible straight talk segment coming up um, real soon so we're asking if you could call in because you make this show uh, your questions and your comments about things going on in the world or things that you want to know more about your faith with um, please don't hesitate to call we're going to have a wonderful guest uh, a priest here from Holy Spirit to answer all your questions Mm -hmm. and and he's very knowledgeable so uh, 877-795-0 0122 is the the number. Don't call yet, yep. but be ready. Get think, those questions you're ready. About your questions or comments, yeah, for that matter. Exactly. And you know, as we move into the the winter season, a lot of times people start getting, you know, days get shorter. People well, might struggle more. They might have, uh, you know, frustrations or distress. Father Ross is a is an incredible spiritual director. Um, so it can, it doesn't have to be doctrinal questions or questions about, you know, things that I might see at mass, although those are great questions as well, but it might be things that, you know, just pastorally speaking, you know, how do I deal with this emotion? How do I deal with this thought, this family relationship that's going Mm -hmm. on? Um, you know, father Ross is very equipped in all those respects. 
So there can be the whole gamut. And the nice thing about the Straight Talk segment is that it is, it's for our, our listeners. You know? Right. And so you call into the, inter- the national programs, international programs, and sometimes you might struggle to get on. You'll be waiting on hold forever. And you have the opportunity to get right in, uh, have your questions asked. And a lot of times what will happen is that question might generate thoughts for other people, too, and, and respond not only to our own particular needs or interests, but those of, of others that are listening in. Right. And it, it might even be the exact same question that mm-hmm. another listener has been contemplating or thinking about and and your question might give an answer you know whether it spurs on another thought or it actually answers their exact same question yeah, yeah. you know you do a great service and know. so it's always a pleasure i mean real presence radio ewtn programming there's a lot of call-in programs and i think any of us that listen in, we're like, wow, there's all kinds of great stuff that I never even considered before. Right. Uh, that, that, that other people have, uh, it's generated in other people's minds. It's like, wow, that's fascinating. I love learning about that. So it is a great uh, segment that Real Presence Radio has, has begun now with the, the Straight Talk segment. Right, right. You know, back to our first guest, uh, you know, with the whole adoption, um, you know, we just got done with October, which mm-hmm. was Respect Life Month, yeah. and then to have it back, have it followed by National Adoption yeah. Awareness okay. is just such a great one too. Yeah. When you talk about you know the divine adoption, uh, yeah, exactly, and, exactly. You know, and life, and I, I wonder if that was intentionally thought out or if it just I providentially don't know. planned. <laughs> providentially, I'd like to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, both, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No coincidence with God for right. sure. Right, um, and you know one of the great things that we mentioned as we started off this show is that we are hosted here live from Holy Spirit Catholic Church and school in uh, Fargo, North Dakota. And so we, we were be able to launch the day with prayer by, uh, by one of the classes here at Holy Spirit. And we're fortunate enough now to uh, have one of the classes come and lead a prayer as we move into our, um, into, uh, our segment, but not yet. <laughs> There come the numbers. <laughs> so, well, now we're into straight talk, Brad, and we just want to have our callers 877-795-0122. Uh, give us a call, and like I say, you can talk about anything that you might have on your mind or ask any question about the Catholic faith, 877-795-0122. Uh, so, welcome. We have Father Ross LaFrambos from Holy Spirit Catholic Church in North Fargo. Welcome. So, so good to have great, you join great us. Great to be with you, and great to be with all the listeners today. Oh, well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, so yeah, excited to have you here. Us. Yeah, <laughs> hosting no. us too. Yeah. So, Father Ross, is, how long have you been the pastor here at Holy Spirit, Father? A little over three years. Okay. Yep. So, Excellent. I've been enjoying the beautiful community here in yeah, mm-hmm. North Fargo. So. Uh, it is a beautiful community. I uh, have so many friends that belong to this parish, and uh, and then two very dear, well, I should say five very, very dear people, uh, my son Daniel and his wife Regina, and our three beautiful grandchildren that they have so i know they love it up here oh thank yeah, you no, so it's much just a great place just it's just awesome to be catholic and to just to enjoy the beautiful gifts of of that communion so that's what's so beautiful about this morning you know the sense that there, whenever we have communion we have dialogue and so mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to um to expand and to understand that beautiful gift of communion yeah, yeah absolutely and speaking of dialogue you can do that here during this right uh, straight talk segment by calling it at 877-795-0122 and asking your question or leaving your comment uh, with father ross you can also do that by looking us up on facebook and submitting a question mm-hmm. that way 
Um, so we invite you to call in 877-795-0122. So Father Ross, we've been talking, well, like in our first interview, we talked about adoption and the beauty of adoption. But um, can you, you know, just talk to our listen, listeners about how has God called us to uphold the gift of life, uh, no matter what their vocation, whether you're single, you're married, uh, the priesthood, the religious. Can you talk about that to our listeners while we wait for our first caller? Yeah, no, it's a great, great subject. You know, we need to be reminded that the Lord is awesome and the way he created us is just beautiful. So if we even turn to just the very work of creation that God did, you know, he created all the world and the very pinnacle, the beautiful pinnacle of this creation was was life, was mm -hmm. us human beings. And to to understand that God greatly treasures each one of us, each one of us listening, he, he greatly treasures you. And to understand that, that this life is sacred. And the Lord just desires us to be abundant. You know, in fact, that's the first commandment he even gave us, to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, this sense of always having this deep, deep respect for every sing single human life. And adoption is one of the beautiful ways just to to look at that and to get that perspective of like, yeah, this is a precious life and, mm -hmm. and we want you to be part of our home and part of our community and, and knowing, you know, the family as our parishioners here is just it's a beautiful segment. Yeah, yeah, that sure is. So Father, some of your students have shown up and they have some questions for you. Yes. So would you want to come forward and ask uh, Father Ross a question? I'm a little nervous. They might be hard questions. So tell us your name <laughs> first. My name is Marcus and why are we always tempted to sin? Mm. That's a great question. You know, I talked just a moment ago about this whole sense of God creating us in such beauty and wanting to be very near to us. But we also know that that this thing called original sin, as Adam and Eve really rejected God in their life, this is part of our lives. And so God leads us to, in basically allows um, us to, to come towards Him, to really come towards Him and to, to know Him. And there's many obstacles along the way, and the devil wants to get us off the pathway. But to know that even though these temptations come, they're really opportunities to respond to the Lord's grace and to, to be loved by Him. So, so even you, as there are temptations, we can overcome them. So take courage. Does that help, Marcus? It's a right, great thank question. You. Thank you. All right. Now how do, who do we have here? My name is Gabe. Once you die, do you go straight to heaven? When one dies, there's this interesting dynamic that happens. Um, our soul separates from our body, and then our soul is given what's called a particular judgment. These are fancy words, but basically it means that our soul will either um, go to heaven, to hell, or this place called purgatory if we're not yet quite prepared to be in heaven. If we're in purgatory, there's this the suffering that takes place so that we can eventually get to heaven. And so this, there is something that happens right away with this. Um, so one, it is possible to go straight to heaven as the saints have, just celebrating All Saints Day just a little while ago. So, so that's what happens. And then on the final judgment day, we're reunited with our bodies, and then we're judged again, and then we'll be permanently in heaven or in hell for eternity. Does that help, Gabe? All it's right, a big awesome. question. Awesome. Yeah, these are big <laughs> questions. Wow. Before our next question, we're just going to take a moment to invite callers to call in as well. Get your questions in the queue on 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Or you can look us up on Facebook. All right. Who do we have next? 
Um, my name is Nolan. Why did God make the tree of knowledge of good and and evil if he didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from it? Ooh, what a great question. Oh. Wow, I thought we were just asking easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stumper. That's, that's a great question. You know, to really come to com- completely understand these things is difficult because we don't exactly know everything that's, that the Lord willed. But we do know some very basic things that I think can be very helpful to us. One of them is that, that he created us just in freedom. That, that he really desires, he created us out of love, that he loves us so much and he wants us to love him, but he doesn't want to force us to love him. And so in a sense, he gives us this opportunity to, to choose whether we love him or not. And so perhaps in some way, maybe at least a little way, we can see this tree as kind of representing this whole sense of, of what the Lord wants to give us, both in freedom and in his future plans for us, which is heaven. So, so I don't know if that somewhat helps, but that's a, one of those really deep questions. So someday, you know, when you're in seminary, maybe you'll, <laughs> you'll figure that out. <laughs> there you go. Great job, Good job, Nolan. Well, we do have our first caller on the phone. Wonderful. Uh, we have Claire from Holly. Good morning, Claire. Good morning. What is your question, Claire? Um, I was wondering in a, yeah the parable about the fig tree where um, where Jesus curses it because it won't bear fruit and then it dies. I was wondering why he did that or why it like why he's so mad at it and why. He, Kills it. Yeah, what's God's deal with trees, Father? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually happen to be a little privy with trees. So, um, you know, we oftentimes maybe even forget this aspect um, that, that God actually desires us to bear fruit, that he pours out grace into our hearts to actually allow us to, to bear fruit. And so with any of the parables, there's always this, like this analogy, this metaphor to help us understand something deeper and richer. And so, you know, many scholars will associate this fig tree with the whole nature of, of Israel and, and that they're meant to bear fruit. You know, God gave this nation, Israel, all of these beautiful gifts so they could be a light to the whole, whole world. And so, in this then, the fig tree represents them and, and yet Jesus is saying they're not, represent, they're not making any fruit. Where's the fruit? And he demands it. Jesus actually does demand us, ask us to bear fruit. And so I think that's the whole sense of what he's getting at uh, with the fig tree. So I don't know if that helps, but that's uh, some explanation anyway. Well, we thank you, Claire, so much for your call. Those those two questions were a couple <laughs> tough nuts <laughs> to crack. <laughs> and two trees. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Claire. We appreciate yeah. your call. All right. Yep. Um, we have another question for one of the, from one of the students. Who have we got here? My name is Skyla, and why can only boys become priests? Ooh. Ooh, yes. Great question. So there's dialogue about this um, throughout kind of the years, particularly of like, oh, is it possible for women to become priests, especially as more and more women are taking more prominent roles in society? But the church has always looked back to Jesus. Actually, we don't do anything without looking at Jesus and seeing, Jesus, what are you doing? What do you desire? What have you established for us? And so Jesus very clearly um, selected men to fulfill this role of being apostles and sending them forth. So we've always understood that, that this priestly role is very much 
a role that has to do with, with, with men. Now, that doesn't mean that men are more important in that sense. In fact, the greatest of all Christians is Mary, right. who is a woman. This amazing receptivity yeah. that she has. And so we see this sense of, of, of priests in their maleness representing Jesus, who is, who is male. And, and there's something about a man and a male that, that is about giving of himself. You know, we love men, you know, being a man. I love to, like, sacrifice myself for others, especially for a bride. And so men represent that. And women's special role is to receive, to accept, and to, um, to allow that beautiful gift of God to come into our lives. And so, so there's, there's reason for this. There's, there's a difference between men and women. They're both equal, but there's a difference. And they're a beautiful complementary way that God created us. So, so in a sense, it's Jesus' logic, his, his wisdom, and his love that priests, because they represent this... God, who is who is a male, he's father. So too, um, you know, we we call uh, men to to be priests. Does that yes, help, Skyla? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Those are some tough questions that you got yeah, to start off they with, Father. Are. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. what, what grade are you guys in? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Wow. Fantastic. Those are some awesome questions. Keep, you guys keep keep thinking those things through and bring some more in the future. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any more questions? No. No, you're good? Excellent. Well, thanks for coming down, guys. That was just a treat to have you here. Wonderful, wonderful questions. Yep. And and for our listeners, uh, just a reminder, 877-795-0122. Uh, please call in and ask Father Ross LaFrambrose your question, or you could just call in uh, you know, just give a comment. Maybe, yep. maybe you want to ask Brad a question. Maybe there are yeah. things that, uh, with the the previous questions, that you you want to chime in a couple more cents on that, and say, oh yeah, and, th- and there's this aspect too that you want to weigh in and say, well, there's also this. You know, that's a great thing too. It's a, this is the beauty of of Real Presence Radio is you have the opportunity to have this dialogue, this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also uh, join us on Facebook and uh, send us your questions on Facebook, and so we can certainly answer them from that too. Um, yeah, so Father LaFrambrose, wow, what what great questions. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Those are not softballs. Good readers. students, no, good students. Absolutely. Oh, I know we've talked about life and, uh, you know, adoption. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about, um, how do people live out the gospel in the workplace daily? I mean, can you help our listeners who are out there, maybe they're on their farm tractor if they can get in the fields, uh, you know, or maybe, um, maybe they're at a public university, or how do you live the gospel in your workplace? Here it's easy at Holy Spirit. I mean, you, this is your faith, <laughs> this it's easy, but how do you in the workplace? But Jean, even, even the question you ask, even, even that is a, a pondering that I think, you know, our Pope and our bishops have very much wanted us to to even bring up that question. How do we mm-hmm. bring the faith to others, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, even the gospel today, if you happen to be, you know, attentive to the readings today, mm-hmm. actually speaks about this immense joy in heaven over one repentant sinner. So there's this joy in heaven, and actually even as we pray the Our Father, right? Th- as we pray the Our Father, there's this sense where we ask that the Lord's will, as it's done in heaven, it's done on earth. Yeah. And so... Wouldn't that be great if our joy was filled with the sense of desiring to bring people closer to Jesus? And so when we're filled with that desire, then 
then that question becomes alive for us. Like, how do I bring Jesus to the workplace? And really the Holy Spirit takes over at that point. Right, you know, there's right. lots of little tips and stuff, but it starts with that desire, that intention to want to bring Jesus uh, to, the, to the very people that I, I'm with. And I I think it is so beautiful when you look at the readings from Luke today, you know, just the joy of that one lost, you know, and and, uh, mercy is such an important thing that we need to live in our lives as well. Not just preaching the gospel, but Mm -hmm. living out lives of mercy and and how important that is to never give up on one's soul. Yeah, and mercy has such a, um, a, it's so attractive. You know, even just, you know, this we were talking some about this, you know, adoption and that type of thing. Like, what a beautiful gift of, like, mercy to, to see and to reach out and to say, ah, I, I desire you to be part of my life, you know, or to, to offer forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, to an employee at work or something. To begin to, to show and demonstrate acts of mercy becomes wonderfully attractive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you'd mentioned earlier Janine how you know it's easy to do it here at Holy Spirit but that's not always true I mean a, a parish setting can be as difficult to live the faith out as anywhere else and because you're, true. you're dealing yeah. with real human interactions you're, we're also dealing with our own fallenness right Father that, that we still have to battle with our sinfulness the sinfulness of the people that we deal with and all of that right by all means yep there's this this constant call of the Lord to like give ourselves completely to him and there can be a resistance even within parishes of, of wanting to give ourselves completely to the Lord. Mm. And so sometimes the hardest kind of hurdles that we have to overcome are, are just the sense of being proud and standing up for our faith, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that can happen in the, the simplest ways of just bringing up conversations of faith, uh, even to fellow parishioners can mm-hmm. be wonderful witnesses and getting us moving in that yeah, direction. No doubt, no mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, once again, I we'll invite our, our listeners to become callers and join in the conversation at 877-795-0122 or on Facebook. Um, join in, hop on, and uh, have your, submit your question for Father Ross. So, Father, there's, there's uh, this, this question that you know, Pope Francis has kind of addressed more recently in his modification to the, the catechism. With the, the Texas bishops have called for a halt to the, ex, to the Rodney Reed execution. Um, the use of capital punishment in the in the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is opposed to the use of Catholic uh, punish uh, to capital punishment. How do we find Christ in those who are being sentenced to death? You know, I think it's an interesting kind of thing because the Catechism now has been revised actually two times by John Paul, you know, Saint John Paul II, and now Pope Francis. The sense of trying to really get our attention that like even as we talked about earlier, that life is sacred. It really is. It's utterly sacred. Um, and to begin to to say how, you know, how can we extend mercy and, mm-hmm. and love to people that find themselves in very difficult situations. You know, I think something interesting perhaps about uh, this case is is there some questioning of, of whether the evidence is really secure in, in all of this. And so in this case, it just seems to give all the more reason to to be hesitant, like, okay, mm-hmm. what's really happening here? Mm-hmm. But really, you know, the catechism, you know, even speaks about it as being inadmissible. The sense that, okay, especially in our day and age, we're we're truly able to um, to house people in jail. Uh, we're able to to do things that can really allow them to 
to be healed, mm. you know, and, and allow some of this mercy to be worked out. So I think Absolutely. it's good for us to be attentive to this yep. and to be beacons, really, of this mercy to yeah. others. And and as Catholics, uh, we're definitely pro-life, you know, with um, the unborn, uh, and we're pro-life mm. in uh, adoption and supporting adoption, and we need to be pro-life in not being for the death penalty, because it could be at that last hour of that individual's life when they repent and and become uh, one with God again, and and we just cannot ever give up hope mm-hmm. on any any soul. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm. <laughs> vehemently against the death penalty uh, because it's just it it just has to be that you never give up on one soul and and certainly we want to from a spiritual level father right uh, oftentimes the the outcry for uh, death uh, sentence is you know that there's a, a, a need for or a determination that there's there needs to be justice and vengeance you know a certain um, let, let's put it this way at the heart of it a lot of times vengeance is really the thing that's that's driving um, especially in our cultural situation, right, where it's not it's not the need that we need to protect society from this person and that they remain an enduring threat. We have the ability, as you mentioned, to protect society from the, the further influence. And so a lot of times it's not, um, it's not a concern for further damage. It's I want vengeance. And the, the scriptures are clear about that, right? I think that's a great point, yes, Brad. Yes, in yes. fact, I think it, it's a great point because so many times we look at these kind of national issues and it might get us riled up in mm-hmm. all this but we always need to return to ourselves. you know caller earlier had asked about this parable of the fig tree we always got to be looking like how am i bearing fruit in my own life and so when we think about like society's tendency towards revenge and this type of a thing where does where is my heart even with the person that i'm mad at this very morning mm-hmm. am i willing to extend mercy forgiveness giving them, you know, in a sense, some space. So, so yeah, that's a, a great point. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we are blessed to have another group of students here with more questions for you, Father. So, I don't know, you might be sweating there. Cause I the am, because the last were fourth graders, <laughs> and these look like fifth graders, and wow, I'm in trouble. All right, so who have we got here? My name's Rachel, and what is the greatest sign of God's presence? Hmm. The greatest sign of God's presence... That could a- probably be answered in many different ways, but we could look at the great world that's created around us and say, even from this world, without even knowing anything else, our minds began to lift upward to the amazing person who created this. But even, but even more so than that, the very act of redemption of the Holy Spirit coming down upon the earth and, and truly filling our hearts with the love of Jesus perhaps becomes you know, uh, an extremely powerful sign to be able to see this um, love and mercy. And so the life of Christ lived out, uh, not only as we look back upon Jesus' life, but lived out in our own day, become these amazing signs. The Lord is like always trying to um, make his presence known. So so in a sense, you know, there's many, many great signs. That yeah. yeah. Fantastic yeah, question, great. Rachel. Thank you. Mm. All right. Now, what's your question? Why do we worship God, giving Him glory, honor, and praise? Okay, and I, what's your name again? Ava. Ava. Thank you, Ava. Yeah, so Ava asks, you know, why do we give God glory, honor, and praise? Actually, that's what we do at Mass. It's, mm. the, it's actually the most important thing we do as human beings mm-hmm. because God is so worthy of praise. You know, we come to notice this just maybe in our families or with friends. We're like, wow, this, 
my mom is just awesome or my dad is just awesome. And we begin to almost move towards the sense of like, wow, just this deep appreciation. Well, how much more so is God who's like given us our very life, created everything and loves us just so, so intensely. So, so it's like so fitting, so right as we hear in the Eucharistic, you know, liturgy to give God praise and honor. And so it's, it's just actually a blessing, a duty, um, and it's everything we're about. Awesome. Thank you, Ava. All right. Now, what's your name? My name's Joseph. Joseph. And how can you strengthen your personal prayer skills at home and at church? Hmm. Yeah. So how can you go ahead and, and strengthen, you know, this, this prayer that we have? I think the greatest thing, you know, we're, a little bit earlier in the show, we were talking about the sense of dialogue. So we even just encourage you to, to call in and continue this dialogue. But dialogue with God. Just beginning to tell him about different things in your day. You know, I love whether it's teaching the students or parishioners or just others, like the beautiful sense of how simple it can be, just picking something from the day and bringing that to to the Lord and saying, hey, guess what, Lord, I, I'm so excited about this or I'm afraid of this. Just sharing that with him and then at the end of that just saying, Jesus, what do you think about all this? So I think this whole sense of, of dialogue, whether, you know, we're at home, we're at church, to have this habit of prayer is a, a great way to, to grow in, in, in strengthening our prayer lives. Awesome. Well, thank you, Joseph. And now, who, who have we got here? Harrison. Harrison. And why has God given humans a unique role in creation? Mm, great question. God is absolutely amazing, isn't he? You know, he's created everything, as I've mentioned a few times here. But that he, he's made us the pinnacle of creation and he's actually put us in control over the earth to care for the earth, to, to, to help the earth, um, and to actually use the earth for our benefit. So he gives us this beautiful sense of cooperation or even collaboration. I mean, even Jesus himself gave this authority to his apostles to go out to the ends of the earth and to all of us who follow him as the disciples to bring him to others. He just he gives us this beautiful authority and he wants to work with us. You know why? Because then we can get some of the credit. I think of it like this, like a, a parent who likes to um help his you know, his little son build a sandcastle. And he helps build here the sandcastle and all of a sudden um it's done. But the dad helps a lot. But he comes and shows mom and is like, Look at what our son made. You know, he, he wants to give him the credit. God wants to give us the credit, and so that's why he collaborates with us. And isn't it great? Mm, awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming down yeah. and be, being with us and the uh, terrific questions that you uh, gave to Father. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you. All right. Wow. Well, we have an anonymous um, caller from Fargo, and he asked the question, or she asked the question, when you, Father Ross, are kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament, what do you think about and meditate on? There's often many different things that come into my mind. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's honestly just silence, just looking at the Lord Jesus and the Lord Jesus just looking at me. Other times it's this you know, desire to, to pray and to, to, to know the, the Lord's guidance um, in in what he wants you know me to do at the parish but just this morning you know I, I tried to spend every morning just being in front of the blessed sacrament and just this very morning you know I'm praying there and there's just a sense of 
uh, of the Lord's presence and just me reflecting upon like Jesus you're here you're mm -hmm. here right in front of me you know and stirring up emotions of gratitude and that type of thing so yeah great question and maybe just encourages us all to to really want to um, just spend time before the Lord. It's such a powerful place to be. Mm -hmm. It really is. To have those opportunities at adoration or the Blessed Sacrament, it's it's just a great, great yeah. experience. And there are sometimes, Father, where we might feel like the Lord is is speaking to us very personally or like we're, we're really being moved. And there are other times where it's, it's fairly still, right? I mean, it, that it's not it's not the case that if we're praying well, we're going to have these great... Um, experience is necessarily sometimes it's just that the the commitment of being with the lord right it's not necessarily something that always the the heart is stirred right or what what's that like for you? i oftentimes think you know maybe november is actually a good time to be thinking of the loved ones who have died mm -hmm. and i you know i've talked to widows widowers and some of the things that they miss the most is just i just like and i miss just having coffee with my spouse mm -hmm. we oftentimes didn't say anything but just being there yeah so in a sense i think the lord invites us into that type of a close relationship mm -hmm. you know where where we don't get so concerned about oh the lord's saying this or i need to do this or mm -hmm. but just being present being still and being mm -hmm. present yeah well we have another uh anonymous uh question and it's could you speak about the beauty of having the catechesis of the good shepherd in your parish yeah you know it's been one of the really treasures. What Catechesis of the Good Shepherd is, is this um, this program that uses a monastery type approach um, and we're using it for our, our little children, you know, three to six years old. And they have the opportunity to be hands-on. So it's just fascinating to, to have them come up to me and say, oh, you were wearing green today at Mass or like knowing words, fancy words like corporal or chalice. But there's also just a sense of reverence that begins to prepare them for the Mass. And it's just been awesome to actually see the great enthusiasm that, that the parents have. They're just so enthused to have their children learn and to grow and all the support that has come together. So yeah, it's been really a great mm. joy. Yeah. Really appreciated it. I, I know two of my grandchildren and granddaughters are in the program and they just love it. And a lot of times they'll come mm -hmm. over and have lunch with me after they go to Atrium and I get to hear all about their experiences and yeah. I, it's really wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Several of my kids have done it as well. They've kind of aged out at this point, but uh, it's been a real blessing for sure. So, Father, as we're uh, kind of coming to the end here, are there things that, uh, you know, as we move into November, you had mentioned the, the poor souls. This is the month where we kind of consider the poor souls. Are there other things, spiritually speaking, you know, we're coming to the end of the, the ordinary time, the, the end of the liturgical year. Um, we've got about a minute left. Is there, um, is there anything that you think of or reflect on in this time? Maybe some themes to think about, at least one main one would be gratitude. You know, we're, you know Thanksgiving and this whole notion of month of November, we begin to think more and more about the goodness of the Lord, and to allow that to flow into our generosity and how we we think about giving our you know our, our time, our treasure, our talent. I think that's great to mm -hmm. to consider and just to, to ponder the, the immense generosity of of our Lord Jesus Christ and giving Himself completely to us. Awesome. Well, thank you, Father, and we want to thank all those who called in or wrote in questions. Um, a reminder: this segment is on every uh, Real Presence Live at nine thirty Central Time, Monday through Friday. I'm Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Vitson. And we'll be back with more Real Presence Live after this.